we're been in our save series. We've been talking about the fact that we're going to be saved. Uh, really, we've been saved and, and walking through the journey with the Israelites. We've been walking through the journey where they started from uh, slavery in Egypt and they moved into the promise uh, uh, through the wilderness and into the promised land. And how many know that's a journey? And it's a journey of faith and really uh, saved to believe is what we've been talking about and we've been going through that. But we're going to move into next week, starting next week, uh, what the series in the, throughout the summer is going to be saved to demonstrate. And uh, we demonstrate the kingdom of God, guys, as the saved people. Because how many know that you've been saved from some things, but you've been saved for some things? And so part of the reason why we wanted to have our baseball caps and our shirts ready to roll is uh, so that you can wear these and let people know. When they say, saved from what? You can say, man, I've been saved from. And you fill in the blank. And I've been saved for, to tell you the good news. And uh, so Pastor Maddie's going to be in the uh, CCC next week starting our series on Save to Demonstrate. How many of you know that the demonstration of the gospel comes through a revelation of God? When you have a revelation of God, you can begin to see who God is and what he wants to do in your life and through your life. And so we're going to be talking about that. So I encourage you to get your hats. I think they're 20 bucks a piece, which is like the price. And these are really good quality hats. Rick did a great job in getting these done. You can get your shirts. I think they're 15 bucks a piece. You're going to have to order them. There's not enough for everybody to get them today. But you can order them. So make sure you go to the back afterwards and you can order those if you want to get some of those to be around your life. Amen. When you're riding your bike or when you're preaching the word of God, you can wear these. Hallelujah. I love wearing a hat when I'm preaching. I think it's the first time I've ever done it. So I haven't been struck dead yet, so obviously God's okay with it. (laughs) You know what? God has great plans. You know what? You may think, what, I don't know if I want to wear a hat. What if people ask me questions? Good. And uh, you know what? Uh, I got saved, and uh, the funniest thing happened to me. A friend of mine, I said to him, man, I'm, I'm a Christian now. I started going to church. And so he grabbed his Bible, and he was reading, and he asked me a question. He said, well, I don't understand the Bible. And I said, well, try me. Like, I'd been saved one week. I'm not even kidding you. Well, you, what do you need to know? And he says, well, like I was reading this, this passage today, and he, and he opens his Bible and he reads 1 Corinthians 13 or 11, I think it was. And he reads the passage literally that the pastor preached from the week before. So I gave him three points in a poem. I was like, I was like the wisest human being that ever. He's like, wow, you learned all that in a week? I was like, yeah. I had never read that part of the Bible. And, but I'm just telling you, just wear your hat. Amen? Because you're saved to demonstrate. You know, our demonstration is not in our perfection. Listen to me. Our demonstration is not in our perfection, but in, in really exalting the perfect one who perfectly embraces us in spite of our imperfection. That's really what you're demonstrating. It's like, you know, if God can save me, he can save you. That's the message. That's really what you're here to do. And so we're going to just conclude the last part of our series, The Saved to Believe. And I'm going to talk to you today that we are saved to remember. I have 15 minutes to preach the Word of God today. So you should pray because I'm going to pray. Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, help me to turn my French on so I speak faster. And help us to be receptive to your Word 
Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to just receive and respond to your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So you are called to remember, to remember the goodness of God, to remember God, to remember God's faithfulness even when we are faithless. And I'm going to pick up where we left off last week. If you were here, we were in Exodus 17. I'm just going to read a quick part of that verse. It says this, Then Moses said to, uh, the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered. Make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it the Lord is my banner. All those things were done to bring remembrance. It's the first time in the Bible that Moses is actually called to record something, to write something. And I'm going to give you a little hint about scripture. Whenever there's a first When something is declared for the first time, it's a principle of Scripture that you have to grapple and take a hold of and say, okay, God is calling Moses to write something down, to bring remembrance. And so obviously God is giving a principle to Moses that we need to understand and respond to. All throughout the Bible, the Bible calls us to remember. It calls us to remember. Why are we called to remember? Well, think, you know, when they go through the wilderness, remember if they, if we, they left Egypt, they went through the wilderness, and then they get to the promised land, and they think, no, we don't believe you yet, God. God says, okay, you can wander through the wilderness for another 38 years. After 38 years of wandering, this is what God says, and you can read about it these later, but in Deuteronomy 6.12, take care lest you forget who brought you out of the land of Egypt and, and out of the house of slavery. So this is 38 years after. He's saying, guys, remember. Guys, remember, and all throughout this Deuteronomy, he's telling him again, you shall remember the whole way that your Lord, your God has led you these years in the wilderness, how that he might humble you and test your heart so they can see that you will trust him. Deuteronomy 4, 9, only take care to keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen and depart from them in your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and to your children's children. We are called by God to remember. Isaiah 46, 9, remember the former things of old, for I I am the Lord God. There is no other. I am God and there is none like me. God constantly calls the church to a point of remembrance. Even into the New Testament, this call to remember is celebrated and heralded. Let me read 2 Thessalonians 2.15. Brothers, stand firm then. Hold to the traditions you were taught by us or spoken by or received in letter from us. 2 Peter 3.1. This is how you are. I'm writing a second letter to you, beloved. Both of them I'm stirring you up with a sincere way so as a reminder to you. God is constantly calling the church to remembrance. Very, very important. Even Exodus, going back to the Old Testament, 28 says this, remember the Sabbath day, for it is holy unto the Lord. And the Sabbath actually, it's a day that the Jewish people celebrate every Saturday, just like we come every Sunday. The Jewish people celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday. But do you know that there are actually three things that they're called to remember in the Sabbath? They are to remember God and that he rested on the seventh day. And so you're called to say, okay, God, my life, I think I'm in control of everything, but I'm really being humbled and realize I'm not in control of everything. I'm reminded to rest and put my trust in you. And then, and then he calls and he says, remember yourself and where you came from. This is part of the Sabbath. In other words, he says, every Sabbath, remember that you were delivered from Egypt. You were delivered from slavery. You were set free by God. And then the last part of the Sabbath is actually to remember where you're going. 
Not only remember God, not only remember what you've come out of, but remember where you're going. And that, and then really the real rest of the Sabbath, the Sabbath day, it means the day of rest. The real rest of the Sabbath is going to come one day when God returns. And so you're to remember all three of those things. Isn't that incredible? Every week you're to remember these things about God. And, and I think that's so important. You know, how many know communion is a remembrance? We only have communion once a month out of convenience, but really we should probably have it every week. Because communion is really a remembrance. Jesus said it this way. For what I received from the Lord, I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus Christ, the night he was betrayed, took bread when he had given thanks. This is Paul, sorry. He had given thanks. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Always pulling us back to remembrance. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Did you catch some of the things that you're to remember in communion? Number one, remember the Lord and what he's done for you. Number two, remember that you are under a new covenant, a covenant called grace in the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of what Christ has done, I can approach God in freedom and confidence. I can wear a baseball cap in church because of what Christ has done. I'm going to set a precedent here, and all the kids are like, Pastor said we can wear, you know, out of respect, you're supposed to take it off, and I understand all that, but today we're wearing them. And then he says, remember the hope that uh, when you celebrate communion, that I'm actually coming back for you. Did you catch the parallel between the Sabbath and communion? They're, they're just this parallel. Remember, remember, remember. Why do we need to remember? This is brilliant. Are you ready for this? We need to remember... Because we often forget to remember. How many know you were experts at forgetting to remember? And so God's like constantly putting in your face, remember you guys, remember. Remember God and all that he's done. And if you fail to remember, you know, I'm going to tell you, when you remember, then you put your faith and your confidence in God. When you fail to remember, you start putting your faith and confidence in this world. And you forget to trust and rest in him. Well, how do we remember? How do we remember? Uh, He tells them it's a written reminder, first of all. He told Moses to write it down. And I've already said this the first time it's recorded in the Bible. It's telling us something, a little secret. Write it down. Record it for yourself and for future generations. You know, um, Betty, come up here and help me there, Vanna. Um, Give her a hand. Give her a hand, Vanna. Yeah, thank you. Grab this right here, this whole pile. Come stand beside me. Yeah, the whole thing. Just bring all those parts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good enough. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, so this one here. Th- thank you, Betty, Vanna. Uh, this, is, this is actually my family history book. I'm not going to fall through the stage, baby. It's okay. This is actually the, the history of the Frasers for the last several hundred years, probably about 300 years. So my ancestry is traced out in this book, uh, specifically down the family line, and it's really interesting. I can go to my... It even You're even in it, Betty. Betty's in this book. It's pretty cool. So anyway, it's very cool. Do you understand that this is a record? This is something that is a, written down that is a testimony saying, you know what? Remember, remember, remember your lineage. So that's really cool. Show me those other things. Uh, so I wrote down, if you remember, if you've gotten all these prayer cards as a church, sometimes we do a series and we write prayer cards. All these prayer cards are on my mirror. I can't see myself, so I look good every morning. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> Like, you are so good looking. Um, 
on these prayer cards, they're, they're remembrances. They're remembrances. Are you with me? So we just remember, let's call upon the Lord. Let's pray. That's why those things are done. Thank you very much. This one right here, Vanna, is actually my daughter's. This is her book. It's called Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlisle. So I wrote little things I remember about my daughter. And then she wrote things she remembered about me growing up. And then now I have to respond. Now it's my turn now that she's a young woman. Now i got to fill in the rest of the book. It's so valuable. Put it there. And this last book, hold that last big one up there. This was Mitchell's. So Mitchell, when he was 14, uh, I wrote, I'm writing out the Bible for my son. So I'm handwriting the Bible for him. And I'm done about 15 books of the, the, no, about 20-some books of the New Testament. I'm almost done the New Testament, the book of Psalms, the book of Proverbs, and, and this is my gift to him. When I'm done that, I'm going to give, write one for my daughter. And when we have grandkids, Mitch, Michaela, uh, when we have grandkids, we'll start writing another copy. Uh, by the way, my son's daughter is, our girl, a fiancé is Michaela. My son's fiancé is Michaela. My daughter is Michaela. So in this book is all kinds of things. I, I, I gave this to Mitchell for his 14th birthday, and then there's a scripture. But also, it's, I also put in, like, I had people quote things, things to remember, things about when you're 14, you should think about this. And so they did all these things. This is a book of remembrance. Are you with me? These things are done in order for him to one day look at this and say, wow, that was crazy that Dad did that. And uh, that's a good thing. So that's that book. Now, how many of you know, we have done a book of remembrance as well. And we're going to get there in just a second. You're, you're often to do these things, a written reminder. There's all kinds of stuff in your life. How many of you know the scriptures is a written reminder in your life? How many of you can think of a scripture in your life that has meant something to you that whenever you read that scripture, it reminds you of a faithfulness that God has done in your life? Probably most of you in this room can quote that. For me, it was Psalm 40 when I was going through a particular very dark time in my, Christian, in my Christianity very early on. And uh, Psalm 40 talks about God lifting us from the mud and the mire and putting a song in our mouth. And every time I read that psalm, I'm just reminded of God's faithfulness when he took me through a very difficult time in my life. How many of you know that's what the scripture does? That's what it's meant to do, to remind us of God. You know, so we, not only do we have the written reminders of God, but we also have personal Ebenezers. Now, what's Ebenezer? That's a weird thing. It's actually a stone that was erected by the Israelites to remind them of something. I'm going to read you from uh, 1 Samuel. So Samuel took the stone, set it between Mizpah and Shem, and he named it Ebenezer, the stone of help. That's all it means. It's to help us remember. He says, thus far the Lord has helped us. How many know there are things in your life that you can personally have that remind you of God's faithfulness? You're to take those things like I've demonstrated to you today. Those things remind you of God and what God has done. And you need to do that. God has done so many things in my life. I'm going to tell you a weird one that's an Ebenezer for me. And I, this sounds totally bizarre and I won't explain it fully. But I, we have cats. I never liked cats. I have three of them now because I had a daughter who liked cats. And anyhow, um, my cats went missing for like six weeks. And they were actually in a dump in Edmonton. Won't go into the story, the details of it. But the amazing part of the story is I got both of them back. And every time I look at those cats, I'm reminded of the faithfulness of God. Every time. It's like, wow, God, you are amazing. Do you know how many feral cats live in a dump in Edmonton? 
and I got mine back for some reason. Three of them. Thank you, Lord. So we have a visual reminders. How many of you know when we do testimonies, the testimonies we do on the screen that Pastor Rick does such a great job doing, those, test, those videos are, are a testimony that they're going to be posted on our new website, which we'll be announcing pretty soon, I think, and you're going to be finding out about that. And, and so you can go and see, man, people's lives have been changed by God. Those testimonies are going to be on there. The prayer cards we've mentioned, you know, the plaque that's going onto our new church, you know, this plaque, we made that several years ago. Betty, don't try and lift it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's a little bit heavy, honey. It's made of brass. This is going in our new church building. There's a fireplace in our new church building, and this is part of the fireplace. This thing weighs like 75 pounds. It's so heavy. It's made of brass, and it's got the scripture that's kind of the foundation of our church's scripture. This is a remembrance plaque. Are you following me? That we're the family of God. This is what it means to be part of the Father's house. That's an awesome thing. Now, that Bible... Right there, those three volumes. Betty, bring that big one up here. Yeah, that one. This is a handwritten Bible. Come on up here. Handwritten Bible that we wrote in 2008 as a church. Now, some of you weren't. Who was not here in 2008? Many of you. This book is written... The entire Bible written in different versions of the Bible. People took chapters home and rewrote it. We bound it into three copies. And you can come up and look at that. It's an incredible memorial of what God has done. Do you know that when we had the fire in, our, in the building, that this Bible was spared. The roof collapsed on top of this Bible and kept it from being destroyed. That's God. That's a testimony. Are you following me? And, I, I, and you can read at the front of this, all the people that wrote. Do you know there are many people that are no longer with us that wrote scriptures in this book? My son and my daughter, they were kids. I was reading their writing. That's a memorial. Are you with me? This is, this is forever in our church as a memorial, reminding us of the God's faithfulness, God's goodness. And you can read about that. You can put that back down. Thanks, Vanna. Visual reminders. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know that one of the things we did, those of you that weren't here in 2008, we actually walked the land and we fasted and prayed for three days, the whole church. We walked the land reading aloud the word of God. We read the Bible, the entirety of the Bible, almost through twice. So many people volunteered to read scripture. People were just walking the land. This is well before the building. This is well before anything else was done. Do you know, you're, that's an incredible memorial that we have done. And so we're going to start one more memorial today. And I'm doing pretty good. Pastor Rick, come on, I got three minutes left. And then the hamburgers are ready. But we have one more memorial that we're going to start today to bring a visual reminder to this church forever of the faithfulness of God. This could potentially be the last time we're in the curling rink. Except to curl. Until they tear it down. I'm just saying that's incredible. The faithfulness of God that we were able to use this building over and over again throughout the years. God has been so good to us. We potentially could be in our new church and never have to come back and use this building again. That's amazing. So as a memorial, the thing that we want to do today is we're actually going to take the white banner. Pastor Rick, if you can bring it a little bit closer for me. 
and we're going to sign our names to it. You're going to sign the banner. What we're going to do once it's all signed is we're going to frame it. We're going to take it to the uh, to Bon Accord, and their church is going to sign it. We're going to take it to Rochester, and their church is going to sign it. And then we're going to frame, frame this banner, and we're actually going to have it hanging in the new church as a memorial. Amen? So don't go mad dog crazy, like 40-foot signatures. Just do a normal signature, but uh, we'll see. Hang on. <laughs> and I'm first. Here we go. <laughs> now we're going to lay it down flat. We're going to lay it down flat so it's easier to sign, but I'm going to do it this way. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. You want a picture? Here we go. Paparazzi. Paparazzi follow me everywhere. Okay, good. There we go. So you can you can write over my signature, write over any we're gonna fill this banner up. If we fill it up, we'll get a we'll get the red one and fill that one up too. Amen. God's calling us to remember, church. As we go forward this summer, we're saved to demonstrate. I want you to wear your caps with pride, with thanksgiving to the Lord. If you don't have the answers, that God will give them to you. Just say, Lord Jesus, help me to be proud that I'm saved, to be thankful that I'm saved, to have something to say to people in the goodness of God. Amen. Lord, bless this uh, time that we have to sign this banner. Bless our food that we're about to have, the celebration that we're about to have. God, you are good. You are good. You are good. We remember your goodness. In Jesus' name, pastor preached in under 20 minutes. Woo!